0: One and welcome to Behold, the podcast where we try to answer once and for all, what is the best comic book adaptation? Yes, be it movie or TV show, we'll watch it and rank it until we have our definitive number one. Who's we? Well, I'm your host, Andrew, and as per usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Mick. Hello! So, how are you doing today, Mick?
1: Oh, you know, not too bad. The sun's shining. That's about it, really.
0: yeah i think in in terms of 2021 the sun is shining is about as positive as it gets isn't
1: it uh, is it is it me or are you really really annoyed at all these people on telly going and to celebrate the first anniversary of lockdown what's to celebrate (laughs) to celebrate the first anniversary of the worst year of your life
0: Yes, to celebrate the fact that it's been an entire year since you've, like, gone to the cinema or had a nice meal out.
1: (laughs) Or had fun of any kind. (laughs) Do you think they did this during the war? (laughs) And to celebrate the first anniversary since your house got bombed out by the Nazis. (laughs)
0: Let's go have a celebratory pile of rubble.
1: (laughs) Whilst... Whilst the big band plays your favourite tunes.
0: But like down the road because you're not allowed within two meters of me. <laughs> stick your head out the window, maybe you can get like a few bars of Jerusalem.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so it's uh, But I guess you know, so far so good on the on the roadmap. They haven't announced any delays to you any of the Stages.
0: yet. Yes, we've, we've not, as I feared, immediately veered off and crashed. So that, yeah. that's something, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, also a bit of something. Um, before we did move on to kind of the main bit of today's show, I did have an addendum to the last episode.
1: An addendum to the last episode?
0: Wow. Yes. So I, I realised after the episode went out that when we were talking about division. Oh, I kind of briefly mentioned that the Vision is not a comic character that I'm particularly that fussed about. Right. Um, what I did forget to mention, though, is that he is also the single most important comics character ever created.
1: Um, I mean, one of the reasons I enjoy doing these podcasts with you, uh, is that you are a a baffling cocktail of contradictory (laughs) views and opinions, but (laughs) explain yourself.
0: Okay, (laughs) so the the synthesoid version of the Vision, who we all know and kind of mostly put up with, first appeared in Avengers issue 57 and on the cover of that issue of the Avengers it very boldly proclaims Behold dot 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 the vision and that's where we get the name of the show from. Ah. So thank you, Marvel's the Vision, for your just incalculable contribution to to people talking about movies that they sometimes like, Spartan that sometimes don't like.
1: That's true.
0: Oh, and there was also a second thing that I did need to mention at the top of this episode. Okay. Which is, of course, that it will be presented in 4x3 to preserve the integrity of my artistic vision as we behold Zack Snyder's Justice League. Ah. So, yep, this is the 2021 film directed by, and this may come as a shock to you, Mick, Zack Snyder, written by Chris Terrio, Zack Snyder, and Will Beale, and based on the DC comic superhero team created by Gardner Fox.
1: Okay. And and this is the Snyder cut that the fans wanted.
0: Yeah, but not just wanted, demanded, come out.
1: Made death threats about. I believe.
0: Indeed. Good wow. people in the internet are terrible, aren't they?
1: Yeah, well, I hope they're happy.
0: It's I'd I'd go as so far as to say this is the film they deserve.
1: Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes.
0: <laughs> so before we get into it, then we've probably got to do a, a bit of the usual background stuff. Yeah. Now uh comics-wise, I've never been the biggest Justice League fan. Uh, So I'll probably breeze over this bit because, you know, they are also a fairly easy thing to explain, is that the the classic version of the Justice League that this film is kind of drawing from is the idea that it's just like DC's biggest heroes coming together to fight a threat that's, you know, bigger than any one of them can handle alone. Uh, Traditionally, the lineup is like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, Aquaman. Aquaman?
1: Aquaman? Yeah, that's... Is it. Is that, is that is that that thing you need to be a successful uh, businessman? Business Aquaman?
0: Yes, if you want to get ahead in the sushi game, you need your business Aquaman. <laughs> and the Martian Manhunter. So yeah, like I say... Never <laughs> been, or, or, or is he also
1: known, so not appearing on this poster? Or is it's, he...
0: Maybe. Who knows?
1: Maybe he's disguised himself as Aquaman.
0: <laughs> the worst part is I could have edited myself so that I just say it the right way, but I'm not going to. <laughs> anyway, like I say, the comics i wasn't, like never been hugely into. Uh, what I did love, though, was the like, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited cartoon series from the 2000s. And that's kind of like a big part of what got me into DC Comics. But uh, that's mostly by the by, though, because we do have another thing to talk about in the background this week, which is, of course, that you know Zack Snyder's Justice League isn't just an original film. It is a director's cut of the 2017 film, which was directed by Joss Whedon. So I guess we, we may as well go over kind of what we think of the
1: original. Well, well th- the weird thing is, this is a director's cut of another director's film who took over from this director. It's like the inception of Director's Cuts.
0: Oh, yeah, it is. Well, like, you go into the Zack Snyder, but then you've got to go deep into the Joss Whedon, but then you go deeper to find, oh, no, it's actually Zack Snyder again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wouldn't it be weird if it turned out that Zack Snyder was in fact the Martian Manhunter and disguised himself as Joss Whedon to do the 2017 version?
0: God, is that? Is that what he was trying to tell us all along? That's why he was so desperate to get this film made. I mean, I guess having seen Zack Snyder try to write human characters, him actually being an alien from space does make a lot of sense.
1: (laughs) Okay, so 2017. uh, Joss Whedon cut.
0: Yes, the, the Justice League, as it's known.
1: Justice League. I mean, let's face it, at two hours, it's basically a short, isn't
0: it? It is, yeah. I know, like, obviously a lot of people hate it. I I don't mind the original, mainly because it is. It's just a two-hour kind of quite light and breezy superhero flick. Yep. Yeah. Like, I think the big criticism I would have is that as a Justice League film, like the thing that's supposed to be going up against, you know, like the original Avengers, it very much like falls flat of where it needs to be. But just in a vacuum, yeah, it was fine.
1: Yeah. It wasn't going to win any awards.
0: Yes. I don't know how to put it. Like maybe around the same kind of ranking as like Doctor Strange, something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's... it was enjoyable enough. It rounded off bits of what was left over of storyline from uh, Batman versus Superman. It, of course, introduced us a bit further to. Um... Had the actually had, had the solo Wonder Woman come out by that point?
0: Oh, gee, um, no, no, I think it was Justice Lee, then Wonder Woman,
1: and then Aquaman, and then Aqu- yeah,
0: yeah, then, then Aquaman,
1: <laughs> then Big and Star Spandex, Starling, <laughs> Star- Star- Starling. Starring Jason That's
0: Jason Mamua.
1: Jason Blum. <laughs> That's Aquaman.
0: He's just—he's a very tired Aquaman. <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah, the the twenty seventeen film. Uh, I think the the twenty seventeen version, as you, as you mentioned, it was it was another superhero movie. It was a DC one, so therefore it was uh, a bit more subdued and less colourful than the Marvel version. Uh, But basically, obviously Zack Snyder had to step aside because of personal reasons. Joss Whedon stepped in and it basically became DC's Avengers take on Steppenwolf.
0: Yeah, like, and you can definitely tell it's just everyone involved making something and going, we just need to get something out as long as it's fine. Yeah. And certainly, that's a bad approach for filmmaking that I'm, like, obviously, we don't want to become the more, like, the norm. Yeah. But, yeah, and the end result of this, I I thought, like, was massively bad. I just really think the fact that they made a film based on everything going on behind the scenes is kind of a miracle just in and of itself.
1: Yeah, yeah. The fact that it got across the line in any way, shape or form was... Um, ...worthy worthy of note, I think. Well, um, so that was 2017's Justice League.
0: Yeah, now on to 2021's... So, synopsis time.
1: Four years, 47 gazillion (laughs) dollars, and 47 million fan signatures later, we get...
0: This synopsis. As always, there will be spoilers in as much as you can spoil this movie. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and also, just a little side note as well. Like I do do sometimes... Um, I have swapped around the order some of the things happen just to make the, the synopsis a bit, you know, more cohesive. Almost almost like what an editor would do had they seen this film. <laughs> so, in the distant past, the alien warlord Darkseid, played by Ray Porter, attacks Earth to claim the anti-life equation that is hidden on the planet. However, he is defeated by the armies of Atlantis. The Mosquera and mankind, as well as the gods of Olympus and just a random Greenlander who's there. So, in his retreat, Darkseid leaves behind three mother boxes, the devices with which he was going to transform Earth into a barren wasteland. The Amazons, Atlanteans, and humans each take a box and decide to hide them away, with varying degrees of ingenuity.
1: I mean, you say hide them away. Apart from man, the two godlike entities take them away and put them on a bloody pedestal on on open display.
0: But at least they're pedestals in, like, their magic temples elaborately guarded by superhuman warriors and ancient monsters.
1: But only mankind had the ingenuity to actually bury the bloody thing.
0: In a hole, in a medium-sized hole in a forest.
1: But at least it wasn't visible. No one could just stumble upon it and go, oh, there it is. It was, in fact, hidden. Shock one up for mankind.
0: Well done, humankind. I misjudged you in this film, but I've, (laughs) I've come around to your plan. Anyway. Thousands of years later, following the death of Superman, Henry Cavill, at the end of Batman v Superman, the Mother Boxes begin to give off an ominous signal. This signal alerts Darkseid's disgraced flunky Steppenwolf, Kieran Hines, who travels to Earth to retrieve all the boxes and finish what his master started. Uh, After Steppenwolf and his army of parademons steal the first box from Themyscira, the Amazons alert Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot, of the looming threat. Diana then goes to Batman, Ben Affleck, to help in assembling a team of metahumans to stop Steppenwolf. Uh, Bruce has also been trying to assemble a team to fill the void left by Superman, but has not had... But has not no luck, Andrew. But has not no luck.
1: But has not no luck.
0: (laughs) Check your bloody words, mate. But he hasn't had any luck.
1: Had, being, he, he he has not no luck trying to recruit recruit.
0: Played by Jason Malua. <laughs> Bruce and Diana then split up to recruit the other two heroes on their list. Bruce travels to Central City, where he finds the, shall we say, energetic to put it nicely. Speeds <laughs> to Barry Allen, played yeah. by Ezra Miller, who is more than happy to join the team. Meanwhile, Diana tries to convince Victor Stone, Ray Fisher, to join. Uh, Vic was a star athlete until he was in a car accident that killed his mother and left him near death. In an attempt to save him, Vic's father, Silas, Joe Morton, from a town called Eureka. Yes! one of the mother boxes on him, turning Vic into some kind of cyborg. So Cyborg initially refuses to join the Justice League, but changes his mind after parademons kidnap his father. Aquaman similarly has a change of heart after (laughs) Steppenwolf steals the second Mother box of Man, Okay, so next time I'm going to say his name right. That being said, I'm also not sure i mention him again in the synopsis. So the Justice League are able to rescue Silas and the other scientists that the parademons are keeping hostage under Gotham Harbour. However, they are unable to really even scratch Steppenwolf and barely escape with their lives after he floods the tunnels they're in. The League realise that the only way they're going to save Earth is with Superman's help. And so they break into the Kryptonian ship that Star Labs uh, has just, you know, a, a bunker somewhere, and use a combination of its regeneration goop and the third mother box to bring the Man of Steel back to life. Uh, it doesn't go quite to plan, though, as a confused Kal-El out against his fellow superheroes in the middle of Metropolis. Luckily, Lois, Amy Adams, is able to bring Clark back to his senses. However, in the mayhem, Steppenwolf is able to steal the final Mother Box. Luckily luckily for everyone except Victor, Silas was able to shoot the box with a high-powered laser, sacrificing himself to superheat it so that the League can track Steppenwolf. And that's probably science. Maybe... The Justice League attacks Steppenwolf at his base in an abandoned Russian town. They initially struggle, but are able to turn the tide once Superman arrives to help. However, even this isn't enough as the Mother Boxes unite and unleash a wave of energy to destroy their planet. Seeing this oncoming wave of destruction, Flash runs faster than the speed of light, allowing him to travel back in time a few precious seconds buying Cyborg enough time to interface with the boxes and shut them down. Superman, Wonder Woman and Aquaman then kill Steppenwolf and send his body back through the portal to
1: die Sorry, was that Aquaman and Wonder Woman?
0: Look, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Which is a thing Batman would probably say, who is also there. And then that's basically the end of the film. We, we get a bunch of epilogue scenes that, like, for future films that now aren't happening. Like, yeah. Batman has another terrible future dream. Terrible in both the sense of its, you know, apocalyptic nature and just some of the goddamn acting in that scene. <laughs> um, And then Martian Manhunter, Harry Lennox, proudly announces that the next time there's an alien invasion, he'll totally get off his arse and help.
1: that's all right then
0: yeah four hours mick
1: i know i mean three if they'd shot like the first half of the movie at normal speed
0: yeah i mean i saw some i think something like 10 percent of this movie is just slow motion shots
1: is that all is it only 10 percent I mean, because I I watched the first part of the 2017 version, just to remind myself, and the bit where Bruce Wayne is going off to try and find Aquaman, um, that felt like I'd just watched an instalment of Lord of the Rings.
0: Yes, that scene alone is about five hours long,
1: isn't it? (laughs) Well, it's actually six minutes.
0: (laughs) No, that that can't be right.
1: Six minutes of him trekking... (laughs) aimlessly <laughs> across a land. I mean,
0: the, the bit where the villagers just sing a random song is at least 15 minutes.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I'm just talking about the bit where he gets to the point where he looks over the cliff and sees the village.
0: Oh, right. You mean just like Batman's fun horse adventure?
1: Y- yes. Where Where you're not sure whether he's off to go find Aquaman or whether he's off to go... Bury the ring in Mount Doom.
0: Actually, yeah, you could just re-edit that entire scene so the story is going. So at
1: the end, when, he, when Lex Luther says, oh, "I know who Batman is," he's a Hobbit from the Shire. <laughs> 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 um. So, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say what I thought was good about this version.
0: Ooh, ooh, that is a bold change of pace, okay. Isn't
1: it? Right. The mother boxes are elevated beyond being just a MacGuffin. Yes,
0: at at least a bit better than just, it's the cosmic cube again.
1: Yeah, in in the 2017 version, they just start making noises. They start waking up, and there's no apparent reason for it. At least in this one, through about four hours of slow motion, we understand that they are awoken by the death of the Kryptonian.
0: Yeah. Yay! And also that, I feel like, makes more sense. Because I think they maybe mentioned it in the 2017 one, and then there's that obvious question of, okay, but they've been on Earth for a thousand years. Superman has been Superman for like a week and a half. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this this like gives you more of a clear timeline yeah. that the mother boxes were dormant. Then Silas Stone reactivated one of them to turn Vic into Cyborg. Yeah. They then all awakened, realized that, oh wait, nope, Superman's fine about. It's not safe to attack Earth yet. Yeah. And then once he died, sent the signal to say, okay, lads, all good.
1: Yeah. So so from that point of view, the Motherbox piece all makes more sense.
0: Yeah, it's just more of like mm-hmm. an actual storyline.
1: Yeah. And of course, uh, w- one of the advantages of the, of the runtime is that we now get the cyborg origin story that we're not going to get in a cyborg so standalone movie.
0: Yes, I think definitely the big thing for me is that Cyborg is a hundred times better in this film because he actually gets character development rather than just, I am a robot, plug into the mother box.
1: Um, He's
0: basically the Justice League's USB stick in the original, isn't he? he
1: But I, I, you know, I think... I think that that's always a risk that you run with something like this. And we've, we've mentioned it before when we've referred to other movies. Sometimes you just try and fit too much damn plot into a film and something or someone gets sacrificed along the way. We mentioned it with Batman Returns, uh, too many villains. Spider-Man 3, too many bad guys. In this... Potentially too many good guys. Unless, of course, you've got four hours to play with,
0: and even then, I'd argue this film still tries to cram too much in. <laughs>
1: you see, to me, and and I think, I think it's fairly obvious that um, prior to agreeing to releasing the cut, Warner Brothers must have made it clear to Zack Snyder that this was the end for the Snyderverse, and that there weren't going to be any follow-ups to this particular strand of the dc universe
0: yes it's not going to be like the original plan where this is justice league part one and yeah. you get a part two later on it's like uh, no this is one and done
1: yeah and Just get it
0: over with zach
1: and, and this is what spoils it for me because i think as we mentioned before that the justice league has steppenwolf as the bad guy And that leaves the way open for Justice League 2 to step it up a notch and suddenly we get Darkseid and the rest of the Apocalypse crew mucking in to make life even worse for the Justice League. Um, But no, this is like, let's just throw it all at the wall and see what sticks.
0: Yeah, this is just so much everything that, like, Zack Snyder had written on a napkin or it, shoved down the back of the sofa. Just is just put it in the film.
1: This is basically Zack Snyder doing sucker punch, but with DC characters, isn't it? He's basically going. There's no such thing as a bad idea, especially when you've got four hours to fill.
0: God, it really is, and so much of this is just like unnecessary and extraneous.
1: Yeah, there are scenes that there are scenes that are extended. That had absolutely nothing to the storyline.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and there's that entire subplot as well of like Lois learning to get over Clark's death, which I'm sure would be like a really nice, touching subplot. Except then also Clark comes back from the dead. Yeah. So like that whole thing is rendered completely moot.
1: Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's oh. I mean the nice thing about this, and actually I I know originally they, they talked about releasing it as a sort of four part series. Um they've actually split it into is it eight parts with captions? I six, I think. Is it six? I mean, oh, you know, I'd yeah, still maybe read it.
0: six or seven I can't remember if like
1: Is it seven parts it's six and an epilogue? parts
0: and the ep- yeah, maybe it's it's definitely more than four.
1: Yeah, But well, there's a caption. It's it's almost like Zach realizes that this is a long haul, and you might need snacks. Yeah, or just or just a break. Well, you know, just you know, some kind of like massage on your gluteus maximus as it goes numb from sitting there and watching all the slow motion. And I think that's it. I think slow motion is now dead in Hollywood because Zack Snyder's used it all.
0: Yeah, it's it's like there's there's a global silicon shortage and there's also a global slow motion shortage and now Zack Snyder's just used it all.
1: And also, um, there was a huge budget involved and I know that Justice League was um, criticised for wasting a lot of money digitally um, shaving Henry Cavill as Superman. Um, but, man, they must have thrown most of this budget at making Steppenwolf so
0: very, very shiny. He's so shiny and so pointy. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's, That might be one of my favourite, like, wastes of budget is going, oh, no, no one likes Steppenwolf in the original because he's just a big, grey, boring villain. But what if it was big, grey, boring and very shiny and had yeah. lots of spikes? Because, I mean, he he doesn't look better, does he?
1: No. He looks He's shinier. Just, That's what yeah. he looks. <laughs> He's and just it, differently crap. And if you're watching it in full 4K, it hurts. <laughs> High dynamic range really makes that shiny. Hurt your eyes.
0: I Maybe mean, that's why the rest of the film's been desaturated so much. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so um. So there's that. Uh
0: oh, also his face does look a bit like just like a wet-shaved cat.
1: I mean, I've never wet shaved a cat, so I'll take your word for that. Also, how useless is Martian Manhunter? His his entire presence in the film is like. Useless.
0: Yeah, I mean, literally all he does is he tells Lois, like, oh, no, you need to get back out in the world. A point which, again, in no way impacts any of the plots because Lois still goes to, like, the Superman memorial and then Superman comes back to life anyway and then yeah. shows up at the end to be like, hi, Batman.
1: Sorry I missed all so, the fun, yeah. but I'll be there next time.
0: To be fair, I think that scene also might be one of the greatest performances Ben Affleck has ever given as just a man as confused as anyone in the audience who doesn't know who Martian Manhunt is just going, <laughs> what? Well, why is this weird green man floating outside my house? And then there's the bit where Martian man says, well then, Bruce, your parents would be proud. He's just like, oh, okay, thank you. Can I go back to bed now, please?
1: <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And was it me, or was Superman in a different co- coffin to the one that he was buried in, which was all shiny and black with a Superman logo on it?
0: No, see, I think if I remember it rightly, like, that was an empty coffin that they buried as, like, a public funeral for Superman.
1: Right. But
0: then they did, like, a separate burial for Clark Kent for Clark. in, like, oh, the right. simple wooden one.
1: That's all right, then. Because that was a... You know, if, you, if you're if you going to use the budget, use it to recreate the original coffin, not make walls shiny. Um.
0: At least they fixed Henry Cavill's face in this.
1: Well, yeah. They did. But I mean, you know, Man of Steel had already shown him with a beard, so that didn't really need doing in the original cut. You know, it's not like. It's not like we were breaking precedent by having facial hair on Superman.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's also. It's so insane to me that they spent like hundreds of millions badly of editing a mustache out instead of just like giving him a fake beard and just like <laughs> making it a full beard. <laughs> oh,
1: so uh what else? Uh yeah so we got we got the cyborg story. Uh we introduce Iris West for no good reason.
0: Yeah, except to like prove the point that the Flash maybe much like his real life actor is a bit of a creep. Because <laughs> I get like I think the scene almost works where like he's rescuing Iris and like the world is frozen around him and it's a bit like a, oh it's like you know the Flash he exists in a whole different time and place to the rest of us because he just moves that fast. Yeah. But just him like creepily stroking iris's hair yes as she unmoving Basically, it's a bit like if she was in a coma and he was just like caressing her face
1: yes yes it, it, it's got similar dark overtones to um wonder woman's um affair with steve trevor in 84 isn't it it's...
0: <laughs> yeah but... Do they just want all their heroes on some kind of register?
1: (laughs) That's what the Justice League is. (laughs) They're not there to uh, protect Earth. They're there to to allow Earth to be protected from them. If we put them all in the Hall of Heroes, we know exactly where they are. We don't have to worry about them.
0: That's why they all have to just sit in the one big room.
1: I can see a big table, lots of chairs, maybe manacles. Um.
0: There's a parole worker in the corner.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, um... Okay. Look,
0: we've we've tried to say nice things about it. We have. Can I just go through now my big list of unintentionally hilarious things in this film? Okay. So number one, and this is in chronological order, is just Superman's silly slow motion death scream as he dies, just like the and then like the little air ripples that go. Yeah.
1: I mean, on the one hand, it's good because that gives us the, the reason for the mother boxes waking up and going, Oh, hold on. I think I hear the death throat of a Kryptonian. Um, but yeah, it, I think, I think that's where, if, if, if the DC movies were shot in a style that was similar to like Sin City, where it looks like you're watching a comic book, it might have worked. But the fact that it's done with a sort of gritty realism, suddenly those sonic uh, sonic sonic, it's catching those sonic waves emanating outwards, just uh, just too cartoony.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, then number two was um, the fact that Wonder Woman just absolutely atomizes a man in front of a bunch of school children. and yeah. then spins round and goes, "You're okay, kids." And they just all like smile and laugh and cheer, clearly overcome with a newfound bloodlust.
1: Yes. Uh... <laughs> uh,
0: then, then possibly my favourite moment. Um, so, Darkseid, the most feared despot in all of the universe, comes to Earth, gets his butt handed to him, runs away home, kind of leaves his toys behind, and then forgets where he left them for. A Thousand
1: years. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and actually, just thinking about that that heist scene, that's another one that serves no useful purpose other than to bring Diana into the story.
0: Yeah, because the villains, like they're in no way connected.
1: They're not working for Steppenwolf or Parademons or anything like that
0: yeah and i think i think it's less noticeable in the original because that scene is literally just like a couple of minutes yeah but it's like with it being this whole extended sequence you get to the end of it and it's just that was just completely pointless
1: yeah and it, it it's the thing is at this point because this is the follow up to batman versus superman which has also got wonder woman in it Bruce already knows Diana, we don't need some elaborate <laughs> you know, they've got numbers they can, just... Diana I need your help
0: <laughs> Yeah, and like I get I get the point of like, you want some kind of action scene to maybe show off, you know, Wonder Woman's skills to sort of reintroduce her but I don't just like, I would be have it, like, link it to the Steppenwolf stealing the mother box from Themyscira.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe have it, uh, arriving on Themyscira, just slightly too late to save the day, you know, that kind of thing. But not just a random bank robbery. Although, you know, she does kick ass in it.
0: She does. She also, apart from murdering a man, does destroy like half a museum wall for no reason.
1: Well, yeah. And also, you know, The little girl whose bloodlust leads her to go, I want to be just like you.
0: That's Wonder Woman. I too want to have magic bracelets so that I can disintegrate men who cross me.
1: Yeah, but then, and this this is the worst piece of advice uh, Wonder Woman ever gives to anybody across four movies, you can be anything you want to be. Well, no, she can't be an Amazonian warrior from Themyscira. Because she hasn't been born that way. <laughs> yes. And what she quite clearly stated was she wanted to be just like you. And we all know how well that works out from Wonder Woman 84.
0: I know exactly. Angelo you know reminds me of as well. Imagine Batman: The Dark Knight Rises, with the whole anyone could be Batman. You, Joseph Gordon Levitt. You tried to punch a man once and got very badly beaten. I've been trained by ninjas, but I'm sure you'll make a fine Batman with me gone.
1: It's all in the armor, really.
0: (laughs) Anyway, then, yeah, other hilarious moments. Um, Again, I've already mentioned humanity just digging a big hole. Steppenwolf's weird face. Oh, this is another good one. Um, Willem Dafoe just going up to yell at Aquaman for not clearing out his mum's crap Yeah, and I get that's definitely, that's the best of the unnecessarily long way of explaining why a character has a thing plots Mm. like they've got that whole thing as well of explaining that Batman you know, he's taken Kryptonian stuff from the ship and that's why he's got special gauntlets that can absorb energy it's, I I don't need that explained, just he has the energy absorbing gauntlets because he's Batman yeah And Batman has gadgets, that's what he does. Or, you know, in this case, it's what he does, unless he just finds a nice big gun that he can shoot people with.
1: I mean, maybe that's that's why, in previous installments of the DC Universe, Batman hasn't used guns, it's because he hasn't had one.
0: Yeah, that's it. It's not that he's got any Marvel stance against it, it's just that Alfred never lets him have one. Yeah. <laughs> but down this is so moving away from the comedy stuff, a, I think the thing that annoys me about Batman using guns its not like it's not even a character thing because I get you can say, well, no, this is Zack Snyder's Batman, and maybe he wants him to be the kind of guy who kills people. That's I guess that's okay if that's what you want your interpretation to be. Mm -hmm. but it's just boring to watch Batman stand still on a ledge going pew, pew, pew. pew. Like he should be bursting from the shadows and like elbowing a guy in the face and then throwing a bat around so that it jams in another guy's muzzle and then the gun explodes and knocks him off the platform. Or
1: even use him as a jump scare. You know, there's a paradaemon running through a cave to try and get to one of the mounted guns and suddenly something swoops out the ceiling and just and the next time you see him, he's dangling from a bat rope. Yeah, kind of exactly. Things.
0: Because that's Batman's thing. That's his yeah. special skill. That's why he's on the Justice League. Literally, pretty much everything in this film, Alfred could have just done it instead. Yeah. Or heck, or even Cyborg. Like, he can just hack half Batman's stuff and do his job for him. Anyway, speaking of Batman, next accidental hilarious moment (laughs) is that just like in X-Men Dark Phoenix, there's a scene in that future vision where Batman tells the Joker that he'll effing kill him just to show that he's a serious big boy. (laughs) And it is. God, just that entire scene, it's so much like a 13-year-old Batman fan fiction, isn't it?
1: It is. But it's also Jared Leto's best performance as the Joker.
0: That, that is objectively true, isn't it?
1: <laughs> because he is
0: actually doing something in this film.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, yeah, just again, Martian Manhunter showing up for no goddamn reason. Yeah. And Bruce being mildly annoyed by it.
1: Oh and, and and the epilogue uh of like, you know, basically the Brotherhood of Evil forming up to just, I don't know, have a party.
0: Yeah, I mean, from what I understand, that's like restoring the original version of that scene, which is the idea is that it's not so much like your your Brotherhood of Evil or even Justice League or your Secrets of whatever. It's just Lex Luther telling Deathstroke Batman's real identity to set up the Batman film. Which, no. again, not a thing that's happening.
1: Indeed. So, completely pointless having that epilogue there.
0: But at least then we got future Deathstroke with his terrible mohawk.
1: <laughs> and I absolutely don't know... no explanation as to why he switched sides. <laughs>
0: I don't know if that's the worst thing or if it's Amber Heard's accent. (laughs) Because I think getting the full scenes of her in this really makes you appreciate why in the Aquaman film they just said, no, just use your normal voice. (laughs) And then also go away from the set and never return because you're a terrible person. She is certainly possibly the person I hate the second most in this film. (laughs) because <laughs> god Ezra <has> Miller <laughs> he's he's just insufferable isn't he
1: yeah um, yeah I think I think that's the, that's the problem with a character like Barry Allen stroke The Flash um is that he's supposed to be a bit Spider-Man-esque, isn't he, with the quippery and the and the japery.
0: Yeah, especially and, like the modern version, where it's sort of like Barry Barry Allen and Wally West sort of mushed into one yeah. weird amalgamation.
1: And it's, it's difficult to write a character like that without them being insufferably annoying.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those things as well. It does come down a lot on the performance of the actor. Yeah. And just anything that comes out of Ezra Miller's smug lizard face <laughs> is just absolutely torturous to listen to.
1: Smug lizard face. <laughs> also, just just as a side note, who would want their dog walked by the Flash?
0: People who hate their dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if you want just a leash and a bit of ash back, <laughs> yeah. then, yep, he's a great dog walker.
1: Um So, it's a four-hour film. We do at least get the, the cyborg movie that we're never going to get. Actually self-contained within Justice League. Um...
0: Indeed. So I guess it's probably time to rank it, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Whew. Oh, it's tricky.
0: It is. Because I, I will say as well, just on my own biases, even the quality of this film aside, I'm not someone who like sits down for a long period and like binge watches lots of TV shows or anything. So just the idea of a four-hour film just by itself is absolutely torturous.
1: Although, what I will say is this, right? It's a four-hour film, okay? I mean, it's not. It's three hours, 52 minutes. And if you knock off the credits, it's about three hours, 40, right? It still feels shorter than 30 days of night.
0: Yeah, at least with Justice League, like you think, God, it feels like I've been watching this film for three hours. Yeah. Oh, it's because I'm three hours into this film, not like thirty days of night of, I've been watching this film for twelve hours and yet it's only been thirty minutes on the timer. And How is been, that possible?
1: <laughs> and it's thirty days of night, and it's being shot in real time. Um. So yeah. Um. So good news for Zack Snyder, it's not going bottom of our list. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And there's at least, you know, like parts I do like about this though. Like I actually another bit I quite like is the bit they kept from the original of like Aquaman like surfing down one of the parademons through the sky and smashing into a wall. That's that's pretty cool.
1: It seemed short to me going this one. In this cut. They seem to cut that bit short. I seem to remember yeah. it being a bit more full on sort of surf dude.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if it was that, or if it's just because there's like lots more happening as well. It feels a bit more rushed.
1: Uh, could be. But it it, it but, did seem to be that any scene that involved our heroes having any kind of like fun seemed to be a lot shorter in this version than it was in the.
0: <laughs> yeah, and got and we are back to the Zack Snyder weird like horrible Superman that I don't like. Mm. Like, he's just a bit of a mean jerk, isn't he? Yep. Like, even though Steppenwolf is trying to kill all life on the planet, I'm still thinking, steady on, Clark, that's a bit far. <laughs> like, he seemed to really like that axe. And you've chopped off one of his horn things.
1: <laughs> so, um Right. Shall we, shall we do this in easy stages? Are we talking top half of our list or bottom half of our list?
0: I mean, definitely bottom half, aren't we?
1: Yeah. So, where are we at with the bottom half? What's the current running order?
0: So, current running order is... I mean, if we maybe start with the lower end, of think. Sort of like the bottom chunk. So, we've got, like... Tank Girl at 23, Atomic Blonde at 24, Batman Returns at 25, Wonder Woman 84 at 26, Lock and Key Season 1 at 27, Titan Season 1 at 28, The Birds of Prey TV Series at 29, Titan Season 2 at 30, Edge of Tomorrow at 31, Hulk at 32, Captain America at 33, and of course... 30 days of night at 34.
1: I think it's probably just beneath uh, Wonder Woman 84. Because although that's a flawed movie as well, it's still quite fun to watch. And I would probably watch that one again. In fact, I know I would because I did yesterday. Um... and Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm not sure when I'm next going to have four hours.
0: Yes. No, I definitely got to the end of the film with the clear knowledge in my mind that I will never watch this again. Yeah. Again, that's like, again, not even like to do with the quality. Just four hours is not an amount of time I want to spend on like a single thing. You no. Know. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy to put it as I knew 27. Excellent. Okay, 27, and we shall just list it as Snyder Cut.
1: Yeah. And, of course, there will be a an ordinary cut of this podcast where we just do synopsis and then cut straight to ranking, yeah?
0: Yes, but with, like, probably an extra bit where we tell some not very funny jokes about brunch.
1: All right and 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 about not not liking each other. Yeah, God.
0: I mean, at least in this, Batman isn't quite as a massive dog as he is in the original.
1: <laughs> and yet what you've got to remember is that in both Batman versus Superman and Justice League original, Batfleck was the big surprise hit. No one expected to like Batfleck. It oh, and yet
0: he does like actually a pretty great job. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that as well. I think the people who aren't Ezra Miller are all pretty good.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: To varying degrees of having stuff to I'll, work with.
1: I'll I'll be honest. Um I I'm not entirely convinced Grey Fisher could pull off. Uh, a full solo movie, anyway. I mean, it's never going to happen now because he's just peed off too many people. But um yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not sure he's got the the acting chops to to carry a full solo movie. I could be wrong, but based on the evidence I saw in Justice League. Nah.
0: Yeah, that that's fair. He was he was a good part of an ensemble, but not necessarily like a standout.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's weird because if you look at if you look at the rest of the lineup, with the possible exception of Ezra Miller, it's it's almost like they have sort of gone right. We'll have heavyweights for Aquaman, Batman, Superman, <laughs> Wonder Woman, and then we'll just pad the rest of the Justice League out with. Whoever we can find, um, and possibly you know some of the other elements of the Justice League that from from other iterations, you know maybe Hawkeye is going to be played by third cop from the left in an episode of NCIS or something. Yeah,
0: um, I think you're getting confused there, Mick.
1: Did I say Hawkeye Hawkeye
0: is the the super accurate what? archer member of the Injus. Yeah, and I meant to, to say Hawkman. the super. Well oh, that... or indeed Green Arrow, the other super accurate archer, who is definitely <laughs> not just like pretty much the same character.
1: <laughs> um Well, all I'm doing there is what Ray Fisher accused Joss Whedon of doing. Um that was one of his many attacks on the formerly uh, beloved director. Uh Andy Andy called Galgador uh Natasha on one day of the shooting. So, there.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is, that's a whole kettle of fish, isn't it? Oh.
1: Who's, who'd have thought that the man who, you know, was largely credited with inventing the work generation ain't that work?
0: Ray Fisher, he'd have thought it.
1: Well, and said it, endlessly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, I think that's probably about it from (laughs) us for this show, isn't it? Probably. So if you do want to listen to more, you can find all our episodes on the feed or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you do subscribe to the show, you'll make sure you never miss an episode. If you want to get in touch, our email is beholdpod at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at BeholdPod. And if you are a fan, we'd really appreciate it if you did leave us a review on your podcast app of choice, or even just recommended us to to a friend. This is, yeah, the best way for us to grow and reach new listeners so that they too can endure our suffering.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, better still, if you have enjoyed the podcast, petition Warner Brothers and HBO Max to give us $47 gazillion dollars so that we can make more better. Or maybe just more.
0: Yes, please let us also bankrupt Warner Brothers like Zack Snyder has <laughs> probably done with this film. <laughs> Because they're not going to get that back in HBO Max subscriptions, are they?
1: Especially if you're like me and you watched it on a Now TV free trial.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then immediately ended it afterwards. (laughs) Well, that's everything. So until next time, I've been Andrew.
1: And I've been Nick.
0: So long, and thanks for listening.